Welcome to Owning Scripture, a podcast dedicated to the study and memorization of God's Word. We're so glad you're here. Let's get started. Well, hey, friends, welcome to episode five of the Owning Scripture podcast. My name is Andy Lackey, and so glad to have you with us here today. For those of you who may be joining us for the first time, this is a podcast where we dig deep into Scripture, where we seek to study Scripture and to memorize Scripture. And every single week, we look at a different passage, and this week, we have an incredible passage, uh, one of these passages that, for myself, I would consider a life verse. But before we jump into today's passage, I did want to take a moment to remind you of a couple of things. Uh, first of all, make sure you go back and review previous week's verses. That is the key to Bible memorization. You have to go back and review these passages again and again. And I always recommend using Monday as a great day to look at previous week's passages just to make sure that you are up to date on them, that they stay fresh in your mind. For example, you would go back and look at last week's passage that came from Psalm 47. And by the way, a quick note about Psalm 47. For those of you who attend Western Avenue Baptist, which is where I attend as well, uh, our senior pastor preached from that text uh, this past Sunday, as I mentioned to you in the podcast, that he would be. And I talked to several of you who commented about how it was so helpful to have already studied uh, part of that passage and had already memorized it and how it made the, the sermon come even more alive because you were so familiar with uh, the text already. And that's what's so wonderful about memorizing Scripture, owning Scripture, as I like to say, because it makes passages become so real to you. And when you ever hear those passages maybe referenced in a sermon or in a prayer, you kind of perk up because you know it so well. It's just ingrained into you, who you are. It's ingrained into your, your DNA. So make sure you do take time, though, to go back and review the passages. But also, I want to remind you of, of the three main techniques that I do use for Bible memory. Uh, I won't go over these every week, but since we're, we're kind of new in this process, I do want to make sure that I, I do take time to uh, make you aware of what has worked for me, and uh, maybe this will be helpful to you as well. But first of all, the t- first technique I use is rote memorization. Every week or every day, actually, I would suggest that you take the passage that you're looking at and just say it slowly 10 times. Just say it over and over, slowly 10 times. Just that that process of, of reading the passage and saying the passage over and over, that's rote memory. And that is the first part of the process. You have to start there. The second uh, tip I like to give is to use a Bible memory app. And I've commented before that the one I use is it's actually called the Bible memory app. And I find that to, for me to be so helpful to help me get these verses in a precise way so that I know all the details of the passage that I'm trying to learn. And then finally, the third technique I would suggest is to get yourself some type of audio Bible or or a Bible app. Uh, The app I suggest is called the Dwell app, where you can listen to the Bible read to you in in different translations by different speakers. And uh, that's just a great way to incorporate another sense, the sense of hearing. But with that being said, let's go ahead and jump into today's passage. As I mentioned, this for me is a life verse. It comes from uh, Paul's letter to the Galatians. It's Galatians 2.20. Paul writes, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me 
and gave himself for me. Galatians 2.20. And so if I were going through the process of memorizing this, I would read it again. I would read it slowly 10 times and look at every single word. I'll read it for you one, one more time. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And when you go, go back and, and read the passage slowly, just emphasize different words. Make, make the passage very real to you. Make it very personal for you because this is a very personal passage because Paul was using the pronoun I. I, I have been crucified with Christ. And so think about yourself. You, know, you have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer you who live, but the Christ who lives in you. So really slowly think about the passage. Think about what it means. And when you, when you do that and you, and you read it over and over 10 times, you will come to the point where you can actually memorize it and, and know it quite well. And once you've read it slowly 10 times, then, then cover it up and, and see if you can go back and recite it from memory. And you may have to peek, uh, which is fine. That, that's normal. And for the, for the passage to really become uh, cemented in your mind and in your soul, you never get it right the, the first day. It, it takes time. But after doing this day after day, week after week, before you know it, you'll have a passage like this down so well that you won't even have to think about it. You can just recite it straight from memory at any moment's notice. And we do want to take time, though, to think about what this passage actually means. And I know I've mentioned before, context is always the key. When you begin to memorize passages like this, an individual passage, if you don't understand the context within which it was written, you can begin to read the, the passage out of context and make it say something that it wasn't meant to say. The context here is that these Judaizers in Galatia had been trying to uh, find eternal life, but to attain eternal life by, by keeping the commandments, by keeping the, the law perfectly. And if we start down that road, if we start down that road of, of feeling like we can earn our, our salvation by, by living a perfect life, well, we're going to veer off course very quickly and realize that we cannot do this. Sinners cannot do this. And so what Paul is saying here, actually he said, if you look back in verse 29, excuse me, verse 19, the verse prior to Galatians 2.20, Paul says, for through the law, I died to the law so that I might live to God. You see, we must die to the law through the law. We must be united to Christ by faith alone so that his satisfaction of the law's penalty becomes our satisfaction. And so when we come to Galatians 2.20, Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ. Crucified with Christ. Crucifixion. Crucifixion is such a horrible, a horrible death. You know, crucifixion was one of the, the favorite means used by the Romans to, to execute those who were enemies of the state. And we, we've read before about how horrible crucifixion is. I mean, they would nail someone to this cross and, and leave them there to hang. And sometimes it would take days before the individual would actually pass away. And the way they would eventually die is they would suffocate when their legs became so weak that they could no longer push up to push breath into their lungs. And they would, they would suffocate. It's just a horrible, horrible way to die. But this is how Jesus Christ died. He died this horrible death of crucifixion as he was nailed to the cross. But it wasn't just Jesus that was nailed to the cross. There were actually four things that were nailed to the cross. First of all, Jesus Christ, he was nailed to the cross 
But we also know from over in uh, uh, the Gospel of John that uh, there was a, a sign that was put nailed to the cross above Jesus that said, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. The third thing that was nailed to the cross was the, the debt of our sins. We see that over in Colossians uh, chapter 2, verses 13 and 14, where it says that, uh, that our, our sins were set aside and that they were also nailed to the cross. And now when we come to Galatians 2.20, we read that we were nailed to the cross. We who are in Christ, we have been crucified with Christ. So what does that mean? What does it mean that we have been crucified with Christ? Well, I think what it means is that our, our old sinful self, which was at war with God, that it's now gone. That this bondage that we had to slavery and this, this bondage we had to, to darkness has been lost. It's been removed because we have been, I guess in a spiritual sense, spiritually speaking, we have been crucified along with Jesus Christ. And because of that, that's why Paul can go on to write that it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. You see, Christ lives in us. We have been united to Christ. We now have this union with Christ. Christ is the center of our being. You see, followers of Jesus Christ are, are not people for whom Jesus is a part of their life. You see, followers of Jesus are people for whom Jesus is their life. He is the center. He's like the hub of the wheel. An analogy that I like to use quite often is to imagine that you have a wheel and you have a hub in the center of a wheel and there's these spokes that go out from that. And Jesus Christ, he is to be the hub. He is to be the center of our lives. And all the other spokes of our lives, whether it be our family, our occupations, our hobbies, all those revolve around Jesus Christ, who is the center. You know, Paul said something very similar over in Philippians chapter uh, 1, verse 21, where he said, to live is Christ. To live is Christ. Christ, once again, he is the center of our being. And this is such a powerful picture. The fact that Jesus now is living in us in such a way that the life we now live in the flesh, that we live in, in our body, we live by faith in the Son of God. We live by faith in Jesus. We live by, by faith in Christ. So what does this mean practically as to how we live our life on a day-to-day -day basis? Well, it means that, that we live our life trusting in Jesus every single minute of every single day, that we trust in Jesus to lead us, to, to guide us, to direct us according to his word and by the power of his spirit living within us. This is the abundant life. This is true life. Jesus Christ crucified with us. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in us. And so we live by faith every single moment in the good times and the bad times of life through all the different circumstances of, of our life, whether it's in our homes, whether it's in our relationships. And, and all that we do, we live by faith in the Son of God who, who loves us and gave himself up for us. And that's how Paul ends this verse by saying that I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. This truly is one of the most powerful sentences in all of Scripture as we're reminded that the God of the universe, that the God of the universe, the God who created all of heaven and all of earth, loves you and he loves me. What sweet music this should be for all of those who are in Christ, all of those who would call themselves Christians. So I would just challenge you this week to, to study this verse every single day, to, to meditate on it, to soak in it, to, to live by it as you proclaim to the world, 
And you also proclaim to yourself that I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Well, that will do it for this week. Don't forget to hit like and subscribe, and also please share with your friends. We hope you have a great week, and we'll see you back here next Tuesday. God bless you.